This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Man, very pleasant. Good morning, everybody. As always, good to be back with you. This is the Marlins Rewind. And last night at City Field in Queens, the Marlins closed out their 2021 road schedule with a finale and a four-game set against the New York Mets. Cabrera versus Hill. With the recap, as always, here is Glenn Geffner. 12-3 the final. The Mets beat the Marlins tonight to win the series three games to one. They win the season series 10-9. to And for the Mets, well, they uh, finished strong at home in taking this series to end the year 47-34 and at City Field. While the Marlins end their road schedule at 25-56. and For the Marlins, it's a 1-6 road trip that saw them lose three straight at Tampa Bay and then drop three out of four to the Mets. They come home now for the final three beginning tomorrow night at 7-10 against the Phillies. Edward Cabrera started this game against Rich Hill. Both pitchers, one, two, three, first innings. Cabrera struck out the side in the first. Nimmo, Lindor, and Conforto. But in the bottom of the second, leading off for the Mets, Pete Alonzo. There's a fly ball. Deep left center field off Alonzo's bat. And that one is high off the wall for extra bases. And they're going to say it's a home run, finally. The second base umpire, no, that's Larry Vanover, signals home run. It took a while. There was some doubt. Alonzo stopped at second. It is a home run, and the Mets lead it 1-0, number 36 for Alonzo. Marlins came right back, though, in the top half of the third with two outs and nobody on. Jazz Chisholm worked a walk, bringing Lewis Brinson to the plate. Now Jazz will go on a 3-2 pitch, and Brinson slams one high and deep, left center field, a long way back. Goodbye, Lewis Brinson, a two-run homer. And the Marlins take a 2-1 lead over Hill and the Mets here in the third. For Brinson, home run number nine, RB33. He went two for four in this ballgame tonight. So Miami was on top, but not for long. In the bottom half of the third, Cabrera walked leadoff man James McCann. With one out, he walked Brandon Nimmo. And with two outs, Phillies had a couple of men on for Michael Conforto. Dangerous lefty hitter struck out his first time. Here Conforto rips one to right. Coming on, De La Cruz plays it on a bounce. They're going to wave McCann around third. The throw to the plate comes all the way through. And safe at the plate. McCann to tie the game. A two-out RBI single by Conforto to even the score. The back-to-back walks earlier in the inning doing in Cabrera. Uh, on the top of the fourth with two outs nobody on. Eddie Alvarez singled. So the Marlins had a chance to Take the lead back with Magnarese Sierra coming up. 2-2 game, top of the fourth. The Marlins and the Mets. Alvarez at first with two down. Hill fires. Ground ball pulled through the right side. A base hit into right. Falls all the way through. And now it gets away. Alvarez picks himself up. He'll head home and the Marlins have the lead. They throw home. Not in time. Sierra took a turn at second. He was thinking of maybe going to third base, but he hangs on there. So the Marlins had the lead, but it would not last long because in the bottom half of the fourth inning, Cabrera left the game with a blister on his middle finger. Sean Gunther came out of the bullpen. He hit the first two batters he faced, Javi Baez and Jeff McNeil. 
two on with nobody out. Jonathan VR, a single that tied the game. Again, two on, nobody out for the catcher, James McCann. 2-2 pitch. McCann bangs one to left field. That's going to get down for hit. going to go all the way to the wall. That's going to score two runs. McNeil in from third. VR is going to score from second. It's a two-run double for McCann, and the Mets lead it 5-3. A Rich Hill sack bunt would advance McCann to third. With the infield in, Brandon Nimmo bounced to second. Runner held it third. Marlins then intentionally walked Francisco Lindor, hoping that the lefty Gunther could get Conforto to get out of the inning. Gunther, the 1-0 pitch, shot back up the middle, a base hit. In from third base, McCann. Lindor around second, he wants third. The throw comes into second base, it's 6-3 Mets. At that point, Gunther was pulled from the game. Luis Madero came on to face Pete Alonso, who made a bid for his second home run of the night. Alonso's homered in this game, leading off the second inning. He's also struck out. One for two tonight with two on. First ball hitting. High drive. Long way. Center field. Sierra back. Leaping at the wall. He caught it. Magnarese Sierra. A spectacular catch. Just to the left of dead center field. Right at the top of the outfield fence. To end the inning. Wow. Uh, We don't think it would have been a home run. It was really close. Either way, a terrific play by Sierra to avert what could have been even more damage and would go down as a four-run Mets fourth inning. They sent nine to the plate. They scored four runs on three hits. There were two at batsmen. There was an intentional walk in the inning. There was an error in the inning, and the Mets led 6-3. It would stay 6-3 for a long time in this game. Mentioned Cabrera done after three innings, two hits, two runs, two walks, six strikeouts. Allowed the Alonzo homer, 56 pitches, 30 strikes. Gunther allowed four runs on three hits, a walk, and two at batsmen in two-thirds of an inning. Then Luis Madero came on and settled things down. Kept the Mets off the scoreboard for a while. Rich Hill pulled after five. Six hits, three runs, two earned. He walked three, struck out six. Allowed the home run to Brinson. 86 pitches, 55 strikes. And then a string of zeros put up by the Mets bullpen. Brad Hand in the sixth. Miguel Castro in the seventh. Trevor May in the eighth. In the bottom of the eighth in a 6-3 game. Madero had... At that point, worked three and a third scoreless innings. But the eighth inning began with Jeff McNeil infield hit. He stole second base. Jonathan VR walked. James McCants had a drive to the wall in center. And for the second time in the game, number two. So a chance to escape the inning. But Brandon Nemo walked. That loaded the bases in a 6-3 game for Francisco Lindor. Bases loaded for Lindor, who slugs one deep to right. Way back and gone. It's a grand slam. And just like that, in the blink of an eye, it's 10-3 Mets. For Lindor, number 20 on the season. Runs his season RBI total to 63. When Conforto followed with a double to cap a 3-for-5 night with a couple of RBIs, Luis Madero was pulled after four innings. Sandy Leon came on to pitch for the sixth time this season. Marlins catcher called upon to pitch for the second time on the road trip. Sixth time overall. Pete Alonzo took him deep. A two-run homer. Alonzo's second of the night. That made it 12-3. Leon then got Javi Baez on a terrific play at shortstop by Miguel Rojas. Miggy diving into the hole, getting up and throwing Baez out 6-3. Baez finishes 0-4, ending a 13-game hitting streak. He batted 356 during the streak. Was hitting 407 in his last 24 games, going back to September 4th. But hitless tonight. Was hit by a pitch and scored a run. 
Great defensive play by Miggy to end the eighth, get us to the ninth, and Heath Hembury came on and put this one away, pitching around a walk. That's all he gave up. Mets win it 12-3. For the Mets, 12 runs, 10 hits, one error, five left. For Miami, three runs, six hits and an error. The Marlins strand eight in the game. Rich Hill, the winner for the first time as a Met between Tampa Bay and New York this series, seven and eight with this victory. Sean Gunther takes the loss 0-1. Time of the game, 3 hours, 25 minutes. The Mets with the victory are 76-83. and 83. They finish 47-34 and 34 at home. They head to Atlanta for the final three on the road. They're 29-49 and 49 away from City Field. As for the Marlins, they lose for the eighth time in their last nine games. They've dropped 10 of 13, limping to the finish line. Now 65-94. and 94. They end their road schedule at 25-56. and 56. It's the second most road losses in a season in Marlins franchise history behind only the 23-58 and 58 road record in 1998 when the Marlins had their worst record ever, 54 wins and 108 losses. Marlins pitchers struck out six in this game with each strikeout, meaning a $25 donation to Auto Nation's Drive Pink Initiative. That's another $150 headed to Auto Nation's Drive Pink Initiative. The Marlins and Auto Nation again this year partnering to try to strike out cancer in our community for the season, now 1,341 strikeouts and a grand total of $33,525 from the Marlins Foundation to Auto Nation's Drive Pink Initiative. Marlins get walloped by the Mets last night. Let's take a quick break. After the break, we'll hear from Marlins manager Don Mattingly. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to Marlins Rewind. Let's hear from Marlins manager Don Mattingly after the Marlins lost to the Mets last night. Thanks, Jason. Uh, Donnie, just wanted to start out uh, following up on a couple of injury updates we got during the game. Um, just with Jesus Sanchez, that right hamstring, uh, taking him out, was that more precautionary? What's kind of the concern level with that one? Uh, it's def- definitely precautionary. You know, he kind of felt like he could keep going. Uh, it's high. You know, as, as Gene explained it to me, it's high hamstring, so it's an area that can be, you know, Anytime you talk about hamstring, could be trouble. Um, so it, it didn't seem to be worth, you know, pushing him in that game. Um, so that you know, that was definitely precautionary, and just we'll just see where it goes. And then Edward Cabrera, you know, start obviously getting cut a little short with that blister. Is that something that he had been dealing with? Was that something you guys kind of had an eye on going into the game, or, or did that more just kind of pop up tonight? No, it's it's been um, it's been something he's been dealing with. Um, you know, he had, he had pretty good hand. I think he pitched last game with it too. Uh, it sounds like he developed a little bit more of a different, you know, another one in a little different spot on the same finger, uh, in the same area, but not quite the same. So, and it had, it, yeah, it was one of those that we knew that we couldn't let him keep going. Uh, tear that thing. He's also got a, a guy that has some type of plans of pitching in the winter uh, to build innings. So, you know, you you start ripping that thing up, and now you're 
delaying that by X amount of time. And then you got to build up and all that kind of thing. So um, that was definitely, we had to do it. Um, I know it, you know, he didn't, again, guys don't like coming out of games, but uh, sometimes you just have to protect them. Jordan. Hey, Donnie, before he had to get taken out, what were your thoughts on how Edward was pitching in those three innings? Uh, yeah, it's pretty good, right? It's, I thought it gives up it to Conforto to, to tie it back up. He gives up the homer to, you know, in a, a ball that looked like he they got a, you know, a changeup that they wanted to down in the middle and down and kind of coming into him underneath the bar- barrel and then got it out over the plate, just stayed on that, that same line. Uh, an area that, that Pete handles pretty good out there. Um, but I thought he, he was he was pretty good. He had a good breaking ball tonight, uh, a little spray with the fastball, but was throwing enough of them to, uh, to you know, to get his outs. Christina. Don, you um, had mentioned, I guess, before the game, just uh, with Edouard, uh just his mentality, his confidence. What, what do you hope he can take away uh, from his, you know, starts in the big leagues into the off season? Just what it what it will take, right? And once you start getting here, and again, you know, I talk about getting the ball to specific areas. Um, it's something you just know what you're dealing with when you come back, right? So you know, there's the until you get here, you don't know it. Uh, now you know it, right? You see it, you know it. Um, you just know you have to be, you know, make better quality pitches. I mean, I don't think anybody doubts his stuff, or I don't think he doubts his stuff, but it's like anything. You get here, you know what it is, right? And you, you can come to a conclusion that um, if I make pitches, if I get the ball where I want to, uh, if I get my stuff where it needs to be, I can have, I'm going to have success. Right. It's the same for the hitters. You know, you get here, you get 15 at-bats, and you know you only had 15 at-bats, but you also know the stuff is no different than what you've seen. Uh, maybe it's more consistent, maybe better game plans. You have to make adjustments, but you also can make that decision, if you believe it, that I can play here. And, and that's really the things that I've kind of been talking about with all these guys. You have to. You know, when they get to the point where they make the decision and they know that they can play here, that's when they have a chance to actually take off. You know, if they if they're here and they're not, you know, having that same type of thing where they're kind of getting beat up a little bit, and they have doubt, then they, it doesn't take off until they they get over that and they can get past that. And sometimes that's quick. Sometimes that takes longer. It's the back and forth, guys. Justin? Donnie, uh, uh, Miggy's at bat in the sixth. I think after one of the swings, it looked like he was wincing a little bit, maybe in a little bit of pain. Um, I know a lot of guys are banged up at this point, but did, did Miggy mention anything in particular from, from that at bat or in this game at all? No, he, he didn't mention anything after that at bat. I've seen the same thing you, you were able to see. Um, I think it's on that finger that he had the – that he, he came back from, and when you have that certain swing in a certain way, will will kind of sting it. It goes away usually. If it if it doesn't go away, then obviously it's more of a problem. Um, but that's kind of what happened. You see the same thing with Lou, who had his finger kind of jammed up. Uh, he'll take a swing 
one swing a certain way, foul ball back or whatever, and whatever reason it stresses that little area, it gives you a little stinger, and then you kind of just go through it, move on. Back to George. Yeah, Don, I guess kind of on those lines, a panic pinch hitting for Miggy in the ninth. Uh, saw him tip his cap to the to the field after he was coming back to the dugout. Any sort of significance in that moment that you know of for him with that? Well, I know it would be his last at bat this year. And um, his wife is, is pregnant. Uh, he won't be going back to Miami with us. So I know that was his, his last at bat with, you know, with us this year. I'm not sure. You know, obviously, anything further than that, uh, it wouldn't be my place to to talk about. And also, uh, just the two relievers, Gunther, what did you see in the fourth inning with him? And then Madero up until the Grand Slam, just him being able to give you guys as much length as he did tonight? Yeah. I'll start with Sean. Sean obviously was not uh, very good uh, tonight. And again, I think... This is, you know, we talk about these starters that, you know, that we have the high hopes for. Um, a guy like Sean is in the same boat, you know, because I, I, you know, with Fortes out there after he comes out, I'm like, did you, you caught this guy in the minor leagues. What's the difference? And he says down there, he was getting ahead in counts. He was hitting his spots, hitting all quadrants. Um, and here he said, he looks like he's just going, like everything's sped up. And that's really what you see, right? Mel says it all the time. I, I'm listening to him and he's talking. This guy's going to, he's going fast. And that's not necessarily anything that you actually see with necessarily delivery. It's just like he knows the mind's going fast and it's not slowing down. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, for him, he's he's like Edouard. He's like Rogers. He's like all these guys that once you get away is really when you make your decisions. Like, like the, the the saying of sometimes you can't see the forest for the trees, right? You're so close to it. It's happening every day and you, you try to relax or get away from, you know, think about it, but it doesn't become clear until you get a little time. And that time is valuable from the standpoint of true evaluation. As you go back through it, you start to process it. You know, you're hoping that on for situations like that, that a guy's able to say, Man, why was I, why was I getting, you know, going like that? That's not me, right? I got to slow down. I got to relax. I got to understand the situation, whatever that is, right? Those things come kind of as you step away, right? It's not always going to happen when you're stuck in the middle of it, trying to compete at the major league level. Um, so that step away and the mind clears and you start to process it is really where guys can take you know, truly take steps forward. And and that's when you, you know, you guys have heard me say it before. Nick. I look forward to see the adjustments and what this guy looks like in the following spring. And because you see, seen it with Trevor, there's a total difference, right? From the guy that we seen last year to the guy that we seen this year, total difference, right? And that's what you're banking on with, with some of these guys. And maybe, and like I said, with, with Edward and, and anybody else, sometimes it happens quick. Sometimes it takes you know, now a little bit more back and forth where it's up, it's down, it's whatever. Um, and then it clicks or it, or it doesn't, <laughs> you know, it's not always going to click, but that's what you're hoping for. Don Mattingly after the Marlins got hammered by the Mets up in New York last night, last 
three games of the season comes your way starting tonight through Sunday at Lone Depot Park. Sandy Alcantara on the mound against the Philadelphia Phillies at 710 tonight. We'll be on the air at 640 with Marlins on deck. And as always, we hope you find some time to join us on the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation.